when you're pitching a product, like you have to go straight to the value. Like you have to respect the fact that your buyer doesn't have money to throw around. Um, you know, this is not a situation where you can go to a huge billion dollar company and they have millions of dollars of budget dollars and you could just grab some without really having to try. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially with services like mine, you are dealing with people who have a limited amount of budget. And writing is tricky because some people see the value in it, but some people don't because writing at its core is something you can do. Like all of the type of writing that I do, if you want to get technical, the business owner could do it. That's where I have to come in and point out that mine is going to be of a higher quality. I know the best practices and more importantly, I'm taking this stuff off of your plate because if you're writing your own website, you're not setting your sales targets. If you're writing your own social media copy, you're not focused on the big picture. So it's really about kind of that delegation and kind of helping some of these entrepreneurs understand where their focus should be. Are an inspiring group of people. Every one of them from the larger than life comic book heroes you see on the big silver screen, the everyday heroes that let us live the privileged lives we do. Every hero has a story to tell. From the doctor saving lives at your local hospital, the war veteran down the street who risked his life for our freedom, to the police officers and the firefighters who risk their safety to ensure ours. Every hero is special and every story worth telling. But there is one class of heroes that I think is often ignored the entrepreneur, the creator, the producer, the ones who look at the problems in this world and think to themselves, you know what? I can fix that. I can help people. I can make a difference. Then they go out and do exactly that by creating a new product or introducing a new service. Some go on to change the world. Others make a world of difference to their customers. Welcome to The Hero Show. Join us as we pull back the masks on the world's finest heropreneurs and learn the secrets to their powers, their success, and their influence so you can use those secrets to attract more sales, make more money, and experience more freedom in your business. I'm your host, Richard Matthews, and we are on in three, two, one. Hello and welcome back to The Hero Show. My name is Richard Matthews, and today I have the pleasure of having back on the show Mr. Kyle Grappone. Kyle, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Awesome. So since we last had you on the show, you've had some changes in your business. Why don't you start off telling us a little bit about what has changed and who you're serving now? Sure. So before, last time I came on the show, I was talking to high school and college students, and now I'm working with uh, more older individuals, people in their 20s, 30s, even 40s and 50s who want to gain clarity in their life. So they want to understand where they're supposed to go next in life, what they're supposed to be doing, um, just kind of cutting through the noise. And the three things we focus on is helping people who want to make a significant career change, want to start a side hustle, or want to actually launch a business and transition out of their nine to five. Awesome. So what brought about this uh, this change for you? Why did you sort of make the sh market shift from working with high school, college students and what you were doing with them to moving into the uh, the, the market you're serving now? So I think it was kind of a perfect storm of a number of things that happened towards the end of 2019, early 2020. So I think the first thing that happened was I was getting a lot of positive feedback from older individuals, the people that I just described to you about how even though my content wasn't for them, they were still enjoying that content. So that kind of always got my wheels turning because the people that I serve now are a little older, so they have kind of more funds available to purchase products and services, which is an important part of the business aspect, um, as opposed to marketing to students, where you have to market to the student and the parent simultaneously, yeah. which can be challenging. Um, so that was kind of one part of it. I think a second part of it was I had started a side hustle kind of separate from what I was doing, where I was leveraging my branding and marketing and writing skills. So I was creating content for companies and I was doing, you know, not only was I writing copy for their ads, their website, blog posts, but kind of putting a real strategy behind it, helping them develop a brand voice. 
Um, so that was kind of two things that was going on. The third thing was I met, I had partnered her up with or met a few people who were kind of pushing me in a different direction, were kind of kind of making me rethink who I should be serving. And then once COVID hit, a lot of educational stuff got put on pause. Um, so I kind of came to the realization that I can take my branding side hustle and kind of work it as a pillar of my business. And now it brings us to today where I work with people who want to either start their own business or build their own personal brand. And I can help you if you have no idea what that is, if you have some idea what that is, or if you've already started a business, but now you need to get clear about your messaging, your audience, who you're supposed to be targeting. That's something that I can kind of help you with as well. So that's what brought us to, you know, today and kind of the the current iteration of to the next step. So just sort of with that, since you you sort of, you know, you mentioned the pandemic, everyone's dealing with this and, you know, the changes that are happening, you know, having to uh, to refocus their businesses or change, you know, change up what they're doing. How has that sort of, um, how how has that change been for your business? And then like, what what are some of your recommendations for businesses that are struggling with the same thing? Obviously, you, you restructured your business a little bit, changed your audience, changed a little bit of your offers up. So you've got experience doing that for other businesses that are having to do the same, same thing. What sort of your your, you know, hindsight is 2020. How would you, you know, did it go well for you? Would you change anything? <laughs> uh, I would say it went well for me, but also, you know, I, I was a little bit ahead of the curve because, um, my, it's not like my business was quote unquote booming before COVID. Uh, a lot of what I was trying to do with schools was inconsistent. Uh, we would have good yeah. months, we'd have not good months. So for me to make a shift was a lot easier because it was like, okay, like, I'm not going to wait to see if school assemblies come back because I wasn't getting a lot of them in the first place. I was getting some, but not enough to really build my business on. And for me as a writer, you know, I think business kind of improved a little bit because a lot of people were realizing, okay, I'm selling things through the internet now. People are going on my website more often. Like I need to make sure that it's coherent because the, the it's the same story with entrepreneurs and I don't blame them because this is how it works, but you, you start, you, you launch a website and you write your own copy. And then you go a few weeks or a few months or even a few years and you realize that that copy's not up to snuff. It's not high quality. It's not selling anything. Um, you, you know, I look at a lot of websites and I see that it was written by a non-writer, which I get because we're not all writers. We all have our own different skills. So for me, you know, I was able to really kind of leverage a lot of these entrepreneurs who either were seeing increased traffic because there was no more foot traffic or people who decided to take this time, either because they, they were laid off or because they no longer had to commute, whatever it was, to finally start that side hustle, to finally start that business, to finally take that website that's been sitting dormant and do something with it. So for me, I've been very lucky. I've been able to do a number of different things. Um, you know, As for other businesses that are similar to mine, my advice is always the same. When you're pitching a product, like you have to go straight to the value. Like you have to respect the fact that your buyer doesn't have money to throw around. Um, you know, this is not a situation where you can go to a huge billion dollar company and they have millions of dollars of budget dollars and you could just grab some without really having to try. Um, you know, a lot of times, especially with services like mine, you are dealing with people who have a limited amount of budget. And writing is tricky because some people see the value in it, but some people don't because Writing at its core is something you can do. Like all of the type of writing that I do, if you want to get technical, the business owner could do it. That's where I have to come in and point out that mine is going to be of a higher quality. 
I know the best practices. And more importantly, I'm taking this stuff off of your plate because if you're writing your own website, you're not setting your sales targets. If you're writing your own social media copy, you're not focused on the big picture. So it's really about kind of that delegation and kind of helping some of these entrepreneurs understand where their focus should be. Absolutely. So with sort of all of that in mind, I know you had a couple of things you wanted to chat about for this audience of entrepreneurs or people who are having a career change. Um, and you mentioned you wanted to talk a little bit about like some of the unseen obstacles that people are going to run into. Why don't you start off? Tell us a little bit about that. Um, sure. So really, to me, the reason a lot of people fail in making a change is because it's for a few reasons is because they don't really see the full picture. I think a lot of people kind of think about what that change is going to look like. For example, I think this is a big problem with people who try to lose weight, myself included sometimes, is I think people think to themselves, when they say, I'm going to lose weight, they think about the end result. They think about what they want to look like at the end of this journey. So they think about themselves running five miles, looking skinny, feeling good. You know, they, there's, a, there's a myth out there that running is effortless. It may look effortless, but it never is effortless. But nevertheless, you see people and you think, oh, that's, you know, that kind of running that's effortless. And I look good and I feel good and everything's great and I'm eating healthy. And what they don't really realize is all the steps it takes to get there. Because if you, are, if you haven't gone to the gym in two years, you're going to run a couple hundred feet and get winded. And then the next day, you're going to be super sore because your body's not used to it. And when you, if you're eating, going from junk, eating junk to eating healthy food, your body needs time to react. And it's been proven that if you cut off the junk cold turkey, you get headaches, you get nauseous, your, your, your vision can get blurry. And those are all things that people are not necessarily prepared for. So how that translates to becoming an entrepreneur or making any kind of change is that when you say, okay, I want to change careers or I want to start a side hustle. You think about the end result. You think about yourself feeling happy, feeling good, being in that new career, being in your business. But you don't understand that before you can get to any of that, there are obstacles you have to get over. And the first obstacle you have to get over is your mindset. Because if you've been working in a job for the last 10, 20, 30 years, you have a certain mindset. I call it a consequences mindset. Because as a child, we face consequences. That's why we do things. We do something so we don't get in trouble. In school, we do things so we don't fail our tests. And in work, we do things so we don't get fired. And that's a mindset that gets ingrained in us. So now all of a sudden, I'm asking you to do something where there's no real consequence. Because if you don't start that side hustle, the world doesn't end. You don't get fired from your job. You don't get in trouble. Now, the consequences is that you don't follow your dreams and you're not as happy as, and fulfilled as you could be. But that's different. Like that's something you could technically live with. And I think a lot of people do. It's it's a non-tangible consequence. Exactly. So I think it's a mindset thing to understand that, you know, you are going to have to motivate yourself. You're going to have to realize it's long-term, but you also have to realize that your brain, your brain is there to keep you safe. It's not there to make you happy. So your brain is always going to push you back towards safety, push you back towards routine. That's why people struggle to go to the gym after work. Because the brain is going to look at that and say, you're already tired. I don't want you doing something that's going to make you more tired. I'd rather you go home and lay on the couch because that is simple. That will keep you safe. That's the routine. That's what we're used to. So, you know, it's a big thing about what you're used to. If you're used to going home every night, you know, having a couple of beers and watching Netflix. Now, all of a sudden, you're plopping down in front of the computer for another three hours doing more work that you're not getting paid for up front. That's challenging. And that's something that you have to adjust to because your brain's going to tell you 
you know, you're too tired and you're going to have to push through that. You're going to kind of have to retransform yourself a little bit. Another obstacle that falls in line with consequences, but also falls in line with mindset is fear. It's the fear of what other people are going to think. It's the fear of ridicule. I mean, I think we all feel fear, failure. Before we can even talk about failure, we have to get to the fact that some people don't even try because they don't know if people, they don't, they don't know what people are going to say. Oh, I'm going to start my own business. People are going to tell me, you know, you shouldn't do that. Or what gives you the right to do that? Or how are you an expert? Or my personal favorite, somebody else is already doing that. I love that one because there's so many, there's so many market leaders out there that were not the first company in their field. I mean, I think Google was like the 23rd search engine that came onto the market. And now we don't even say the word search engine anymore. We say the word Google. So to me, you have to understand that there's people that are going to tell you that you shouldn't do it. And there's people that are going to kind of push against you. But you have to have that type of mindset. And you have to understand that you really shouldn't care what other people think because it's not their life. Nobody's coming to save you from your life. You know, their opinions in this matter don't really matter. And you're going to have to figure out a way to get over that. And for some of us, it's tough. Some of us are, are super people, people pleasers. And that's what we want to do. So for me, whenever I start with a new coaching client, we spend the entire first session talking about mindset. We talk about sacrifice. Sacrifice is another big thing because, again, people don't think about, okay, if you're going to start your own business, when are you going to do it? If you have a family, if you have a full-time job, when are you going to do it? This means that you have to give up something. It means that you might not be going out and doing them your normal things. If you go out every Wednesday night and do something, you might not be able to do that anymore. And that's a sacrifice. And for some people, they can't sacrifice that short-term pleasure for that long-term satisfaction. So these are all things that people need to understand because if you think that you can just wake up one day and start a side hustle, you're going to be in for a rude awakening because you're going to be tired. You're going to be unfocused. You're going to be afraid. And that's why a lot of people, I think, kind of stay in their kind of comfort zone because as soon as they get out of it, as soon as they try to make some sort of change, they're hit with all these obstacles they weren't prepared for. Like it's one thing yeah. to say, like it's one thing if you want to start a business, right? And you're like, I don't know anything about websites. And then you try to build a website and it's a pain in the ass. Like it's kind of okay because you knew it was going to be a pain in the ass. Like you knew that this was going to take some time. But if you're all excited about something and then all of a sudden, this, you know, your mind is not in the right place and your mind is, is your enemy in a sense, that's something that a lot of people just kind of go back and say, oh, I guess this isn't for me. So I think that yeah, that's something that I have. Yeah, I, I run into that a lot in because uh, you know you, my wife and I travel full time, um, and so we meet people all over the country. And one of the things that people say to me all the time is, "Oh man, I wish we could do that." Um, and and I used to think that you know, hey, you know, of course you, you you just go out and do it, right? If you wanted to. And the reality is, is most people they're they're lying to themselves. They don't really want to do that. They don't wish they could do that. Um, they just like the idea of you doing it. Right. It's it tickles their tickles their mind, um, but they like their routines. And they like their lives. Otherwise, they would do something to change it. Right. Um, and it's it's a it's an interesting thing. So you see the same thing with entrepreneurship where people are like, oh, man, I wish I could have the results you have. Right. Yeah, but they're not willing to do the work to get those results. Right. The actual like effort that goes into it is significantly more than most people are aware of. Um, and there's more risk and there's more problems and there's more like. You know, everything from if you're traveling, cleaning out toilets that explode to uh, uh, when you're working at, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's things that don't go your way and months that are terrible and, you know, problems that just are really, really difficult to solve and keep you up at night and those kind of things. And 
like, sure, the results are nice, but the work that goes into getting those results is something that not a lot of people are, are truly willing to wrap their arms around. No, I absolutely agree. And I think that that's the biggest thing is like people don't understand the work that goes into it. You know, I used to say that uh, I would I would get a lot of comments from people who would say things about, you know, the success I've had and the things that I'm doing. And I'm like, yeah, but you don't see like what goes into that. Like you don't see the late nights. You don't see the Saturday mornings. You know, like I wake up every Saturday morning at six o'clock. You know, I'm working by 7 a.m. Saturday morning. And I know a lot of my friends, you know, sleeping till 10, 11 o'clock. And that's fine because they have their careers and they have their paths. And there's nothing wrong with that. But people don't necessarily understand kind of what goes into it. Um, and I think it's, it's exactly like your point. You know, people think that they want to be an entrepreneur, but really they just want, you know, the money. Um, or they want to be their own boss. You know, I think that's another thing that is a myth that I try to get people out of is that, when you start a business and you don't have a boss anymore, um, you know, I can make an argument that I have more bosses than ever because I have clients that I have to report to. And yes, it's not the same thing and it's not nearly as grueling and it's much more satisfying. But, you know, I mean, I've had people since I left my corporate job and did this full time, you know, they ask me questions and they're like, well, could you just, you know, wake up one day and decide I'm not going to work today? And I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I, yeah, I probably could do that every once in a while. I was like, but there's going to be ramifications. I was like, because each day has its tasks. I was like, and they're going to have to get done at some point. I and mean, I can't delegate those to anybody. So like, I do have flexibility. Like last week I was able to rearrange my schedule and I was able to go on a trip for an extra day. Like, you know, there is that freedom sometimes, but it's not as glamorous as people think. And I think it, takes a certain type of person and a certain type of mindset to actually start your own business. It's one thing to come up with the idea. It's one thing to say, I could do that idea, but can you do everything else that's associated with it? Yeah. yeah. And the, uh, the freedom is an interesting thing, right? Cause it's a double-edged sword. Sure. You can take the day off. Uh, and I have on numerous occasions and, but you also have to be prepared for that. Do you have the ability to delegate in place? Are you still going to be able to hit your deadlines for stuff that you're working on? Uh, and, you know, I spent a lot of time in my business working on, you know, helping with employees and getting systems in place so that I can, I can take the amount of time that I can take off without things blowing up and increase it. Right. But it's, <laughs> it doesn't start off with like, you started your own business and you can take a week off anytime you want. Right. Like it takes a lot of effort to build a business to the point where you can take a week off and your business doesn't explode. Exactly. And it takes time, you know, even if you want to do a side hustle. You know, that side hustle is still going to take time away from the other things that you want to do. So it, it's really about, I think, being fully prepared for about what you're about to get into. Absolutely. Um, so with those sort of mindsets and obstacles in place, what are some of your recommendations for people who hear all of that and they go, yep, I still want to do this. I still want to move forward. I mean, my first recommendation is honestly, you know, to identify what kind of mindset change you need to make you know like you need to be honest with yourself like do you have a problem seeking the approval of others if you don't that's great you can move past it you know i mean do you have the type of mindset like are you willing to go you know weeks and months with work working on something without getting paid um if that's if that's bothersome to you that's something you need to think about you need to understand um, you know, the, the other things you may want to think about is where are you going to perform this work? Um, is there a local library you have to go to? Is there a room in your, you know, is there a room in your house? This may be a spare room that you can kind of set up a makeshift office. 
uh, you know, what are the hours you're going to work on this? Are you going to work, you know, one hour a night? Are you going to work three hours on Tuesdays and Thursdays? Are you going to work all day Saturday? You know, the other thing I would say is whose buy-in do you have to get? You know, if you have a wife or a husband or a significant other, um, it's important to get their buy-in on a certain level because you might be spending some funds um, on this business. Uh, you know, if you want to change careers, that may require a dip in pay for the first year. You know, can you afford that? Can you do that? You know, do, you know, taking it back a step, does your significant other even understand why you're doing this? You know, are you doing this because you're unhappy, but you've never told her that you're unhappy? Some of my clients put on a face and they don't really tell their significant others what's going on. And then all of a sudden they find out they're in coaching and they're like, what are you in coaching for? Well, I want to do this. Well, I didn't know you wanted to do that. So I think spousal buy-in, partner buy-in is very important. But I will say the caveat with that is that they may not necessarily understand what you are doing right away. They might not necessarily understand that you're going, why you're doing this. And even if they do, they might not fully understand your idea yet because you might not fully understand your idea yet. You know, your idea is going to change and it's going to shift and it's going to morph into different things. So that's kind of the, the beginning advice I would give before you start thinking about the business aspect. Yeah, absolutely. So with the whole, um, with that, with all of that sort of in mind, um, and people wanting to get started with their business, do you have any like recommendations for how to do some of the, the first steps, like gut check things? Like, is there a market? Like, is there, um, you know, can you actually sell in this, in this space or, you know, some of the competition checks, like what are some of like your, your first steps for someone who's thinking, maybe I want to make that change from being corporate to entrepreneur. And maybe I should, you know, instead of just throwing it all out in the window and quitting my job and starting this thing, what are some of the first steps they should take? Sure. So I think my first, the first step is to not quit your job. Uh, Cause I just think that what happens there is that if you quit your job, the amount of pressure for you to be successful right away. And it kind of doesn't let you play around. It doesn't let you experiment. Because if you have a full-time job and you, and you know you want to start a business, you can start with a side hustle. And you really can start with one product. And if that product doesn't sell, it's not a big deal because you really weren't counting on that money anyway. And I think that's the important thing. And also the important thing is that if you have a full-time job and your product does sell, you can take that money and reinvest it and launch another product. So I think that's the most important thing is to realize that it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. You should be start, you know, start small. And honestly, before you even get into the competitors out there in the market, the most important thing is to clarify your idea. Um, you know, I have a course that I sell that goes into great detail about this. And we talk about figuring out what is your idea. Because at the end of the day, it's really about what kind of skills do you have that can be packaged into some sort of service that you can sell. So that's kind of one type of side hustle, right? Another type of side hustle is maybe some sort of product that you want to create. You know, are you capable? What is that product? What is that thing that you want to create? Who are those people that you want to sell to? And that's really just about getting it off the ground, you know, before anything else. And I don't really worry too much about, you know, competitor analysis or anything like that. Because if you have something and you, ha and you can confirm that people want to buy it, you know, like, for example, if you see that there are businesses that are severely lacking in their graphic design and you want to create something that let them, make, let them create their own images then it doesn't matter who else is doing that. It matters that how are you going to do it? How are you going to be a little different? Why is somebody going to buy yours? So maybe your price point is a little lower. Or you can look at those competitors and say, okay, you know, these competitors, 
they give a lot of these type of images, but they don't really instruct people how to do it. Or they, they show you how to create graphic design. Like Canva is great for creating graphic design, but it doesn't really tell a new entrepreneur or a new business owner how to use that information, like how to use that those images, how to use those in different campaigns and stuff. There's no marketing strategy behind it. So maybe that's what you do. But it's really about figuring out you know, the time you're going to do it and then figuring out what is that first product. You may want to sell a bunch of things, but what is that first product? Absolutely. So with like picking out your first product or, or developing your first service, how do you go about getting your first client or getting your first sale and actually like seeing whether or not there's there's a real market there? So I think, you know, we cover this a lot in my course. Um, the first thing is to really figure out, you know, who your customer is. Who is going to who is going to value who is going to find value in this product or service? You know what is their buyer persona? We have a whole module on buyer personas, and you can also Google buyer personas and create one for yourself as well. Um, and it's figuring out you know when you figure out who's going to buy it, how do they get their information? Um, you know where do they go to get that information? Where do they go to buy a similar product? Um, you know, and then there's different types of strategies depending, really depend. And this is kind of where the one-on-one coaching comes in. Um, for a lot of people, they buy the course and then they end up buying a coaching package because we talk about, you know, how can you generate that brand awareness? You know, one strategy, and again, this really depends on what you're selling. But one strategy that I told people to implement is what I call a local to global strategy. And I'm sure it has an official name, but to make it simple, I call it the local to global because for some people, it's about you know, if you're selling a physical product, selling it to people in your community, generating that buzz in the community, and then kind of building yourself outwards. Um, otherwise, you know, again, if you think that your product is bought by people through Facebook ads, then you can educate yourself on how to run basic Facebook ads and what goes into that. And then once you start selling some courses, then you can reinvest or selling some products, you can then reinvest that money into hiring marketing, you know, a marketing professional, hiring a freelancer to do different types of marketing tactics based on, you know, your industry. Yeah. Yeah. I know one of the things that, uh, um, I do now that I'm a little bit more established in my business when I'm, you know, building a new service or coming up with a new product, something like that is I actually test market to existing clients, which I know is, dif- is different than, you know, where, where people who are just starting and starting their side hustle. But one of the things that I do um, is I'll go to existing clients, be like, hey, I've got an idea for this service. Here's what it is. Here's what the outputs and everything are looking at. Would you mind if we test it out on you? Right. And we'll do it at cost, right? Out of what our cost is um, for the first month, first two months and see what you're, see what you think of it. Um, and a lot of, you know, your clients who are actually already trusting you and stuff like that, basically you're working for free because you're just covering your costs for it. Um, but it allows you to, you know, figure out all the, the little nuances and problems and things that you're going to run into when you start going to market with it. You also find out from real people, like, yes, I'd be willing to pay for this. Yes, I like the results or no, I don't. Or here's where the problems are. Um, and I know you can sort of apply that into the space if you have get into like networking events or other things where you can find businesses or find people who would be ideal fits for your product or your service and get some of that like sample customers, so to speak, um, and sort of get some of that initial market feedback. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that I've done in the past is I've offered services, you know, for free. And again, you can only do that depending on what your cost is, right? Like coaching services do not have a lot of, you know, costs attached to them in a sense. So you can give away a coaching session for free.
But at times I will, like I ran a beta program over the summer where I coached a couple of people at no cost just to understand how would this session, these sessions work, what's popping up that I didn't really realize. But more importantly, those people turn around, they give you a testimonial, you know, they refer people to you. So that's an option as well. Absolutely. Now a quick word from our show's sponsor. Hey there, fellow podcaster. Having a weekly audio and video show on all the major online networks that builds your brand, creates fame, and drives sales for your business doesn't have to be hard. I know it feels that way because you've tried managing your show internally and realize how resource intensive it can be. You felt the pain of pouring eight to 10 hours of work into just getting one hour of content published and promoted all over the place. You see the drain on your resources, but you do it anyways because you know how powerful it is. Heck, you've probably even tried some of those automated solutions and ended up with stuff that makes your brand look cheesy and cheap. That's not helping grow your business. Don't give up though. The struggle ends now. Introducing Push Button Podcasts, a done-for-you service that will help you get your show out every single week without you lifting a finger after you've pushed that stop record button. We handle everything else, uploading, editing, transcribing, writing, research, graphics, publication, and promotion, all done by real humans who know, understand, and care about your brand almost as much as you do. Empowered by our own proprietary technology, our team will let you get back to doing what you love while we handle the rest. Check us out at pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero for 10% off the lifetime of your service with us and see the power of having an audio and video podcast growing and driving micro celebrity status and business in your niche without you having to lift more than a finger to push that stop record button. Again, that's pushbuttonpodcast.com forward slash hero. See you there. Now back to the Hero Show. So is there any other sort of topics that you want to cover for someone who's thinking about that transition from, you know, corporate life to a job into entrepreneurship um, and who's, you know, especially considering that during, you know, these turbulent times that we're sort of in um, for, for whether or not they should take the next steps? I would say that the, the biggest piece of advice I give to people is to just start is to just get going in some way um, and, and don't think of it as some like massive statement. Like if you want to start your own business, don't think about, well, don't think about everything that goes into that business. Just figure out how can I start, you know, and it can be as simple as putting up a simple website and selling one product or selling one service. You know, what can I do today to start making a little bit of money to start moving in the right direction and, you know, I would take it even even further is that don't necessarily worry about, you know, how am I going to advertise it? How am I going to sell it? What are my social media channels? What is the actual product? And confirm that somebody's going to buy it. What is the actual service? And confirm that somebody's going to purchase it. I mean, I think one of the things that I find is that more and more people are not necessarily selling a physical product anymore. A lot of people have skills that can be packaged into a service that on, that other entrepreneurs or other business owners or other companies will find successful. So, you know, for some people, it's about thinking about what have you built up in your career? Because if you have a long line of being organized, of managing projects, of managing up, of keeping the trains running on time, there's a lot of people out there that may not be able to afford you full time, but would hire you on a freelance basis that would hire a company that would come in and take care of some of the admin stuff, some of the less desirable stuff. But that, but it's it, so it's not about necessarily like how am I going to create this business and make a quarter million dollars a year and support my family. It's really just about you know starting and realizing that it doesn't take a ton of money to start. It's just about what is the one thing I can do today 
what is the one thing I can start selling and then let that kind of snowball. Yeah, that's an interesting thought too, is um, a lot of people who work in a corporate position, a lot of times the work output that you have for that company, there are companies who can't afford to hire someone in-house to do that. And you could take the same work that you do for your, your job and package it into freelance services and serve a lot of companies and, and get into the be your own boss sort of world, which is a, it's a, it's a good way to transition. It's taking your existing skills and transplanting them into your own business. Yeah, absolutely. So I think, you know, the, the whole next step is a uh, next steps is a good, um, a good way to um, sort of introduce your, your products and services that you offer. So if someone is in that space and they're looking to either get coaching or to go through your courses, what are some of the things that you offer for people? Um, who are in that space um, that they might be able to take you up on. Sure. So right now we offer um, a couple of different services. So we offer clarity coaching. And the best thing about our clarity coaching is, and we'll, we'll throw a, a link in the show notes so everybody can kind of take a look at this and kind of digest it a little more. Um, but the great thing about our clarity coaching is you get the first session for free. So no matter what we talk for, it's usually about 30 to 45 minutes, but I block out an hour. And if you want to take the full hour, that's your right because it's your session. And we talk about where you are, where do you want to go, and how can we help you get there. Um, and, and a lot of times, you know, we, we find, you know, we kind of, at the very least, we'll take four or five ideas and at least whittle it down to one or two. Because a lot of people say, I want to change jobs, but I don't know what I want to do. Or I, there's so many things that I want to do. I had a client who wanted to do four different things. And after about a 20-minute conversation, we realized that only one of them was actually viable. Um, the other ones were, you know, either kind of high in the sky or just really weren't um, reasonable for where he was in his life. So our clarity coaching, you know, our, our standard package is five packages, 45 minutes each. But more importantly, I have you email me every week in between our sessions uh, to tell me what you're doing, what you're working on, ask questions, and then I respond back to you. So it's that accountability piece. So if you're somebody that wants to make a change, but feels like you, you don't have anybody to hold you accountable, kind of hold your feet to the fire, that's what I do. Like I'm an accountability partner just as much as I am a clarity coach. And it's good because people will email me on Sundays and say, this is what I want to do for the week, and I'll approve it or I'll change it, and then they can kind of move forward with confidence. And they know, okay, I know I'm doing the right thing because my coach explained this is why I should be doing these things. So you can you know check that out. Uh, like I said, you get a free session, which is great. Uh, our course right now that we're focused on is called 30 Day Side Hustle. And 30 Day Side Hustle is basically it's online, it's on demand. The entire course takes about an hour to watch. Um, there's and there's worksheets, there's you know homework with that. So I would say that anybody honestly could get through the entire thing in a week. Um, I say 30 days because I think it gives you time if you want to take time in between, if you have a busy life. But if you're really motivated, you can get through the entire thing in a week. You know each. Each video is roughly about 10 to 20 minutes, and then there's a lot of worksheets, and the worksheets help you get through your problems. They kind of help you map things out. They help you fill out your buyer persona, figure out your audience, figure out where to find them, all that stuff. And then that course is great because there's deals as well. You can buy um, coaching packages with that course as well. I had people who buy the course and then buy three 30-minute coaching sessions so they can take what they learn, they can ask their questions, and we can kind of make sure they're on the right path you know, to, to launching that side hustle. So, you know, and again, the one thing I'll say I want to close with because we didn't talk about it too much is I also do a lot of work with people who want to change careers, people who are not necessarily interested in being an entrepreneur, but they want to make a significant career change. And we kind of go through the steps on what that means. So we have people who 
our coach, we coach them through that as well. Awesome. And where is the, uh, what's the website people can go to check out some of these things? So my website is to the next step.org. Um, you can check out everything on there. You can request more information. Uh, like I said, there's another link that I will share. Um, uh, I'll actually, I will share a link with your listeners for them to actually download uh, my free ebook. So we'll give that kind of away today. Um, you guys can download the free ebook. It's called Cut the Crap, Four Steps to Career Clarity. Um, and again, anybody who downloads that ebook gets a free coaching session. So, you know, at the end of the I like day, I mean, you know, <laughs> there's, there's, there's no reason there, to me, there's no reason to at least sign up for your free coaching session. It's the same, it's the same thing as watching a Netflix episode. So, um, but regardless, the ebook is something that's gotten a lot of positive feedback. I've really enjoyed writing it. Um, you know, it helps you cut the crap. It helps you cut through the noise. Cause that's the thing. We have a lot of noise in, in this world today that are telling us, do this, don't do that. They're pulling us in a million different directions. And before you can really do any of the types of changes that we've talked about, you have to be clear about where you are, where you want to go and how can you get there? So, um, like I said, I mean, the website is to the next step.org. We'll put the link in the show notes for the free ebook. Um, you know, and after the ebook, it's going to be your call whether or not you want to book the coaching call. You don't want to book it, that's fine. The ebook is still yours. Um, it's all good. I think you're going to find value through it no matter what. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much for coming back on today, Kyle, and talking about uh, about that sort of that really interesting transition from, you know, being in the corporate world to getting into the entrepreneur space. I know we talk a lot about entrepreneurs being heroes. Um, and, you know, I, I still think that the world needs more heroes. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So uh, thank you for coming on sort of sharing that perspective. If you are in that space and you're looking at maybe getting started, definitely reach out to to Kyle. We'll make sure the links in the show notes so you can pick up that free coaching session um, and the free ebook and check that out and and really do a gut check to see if you want to make that transition and become an entrepreneur and move into this space um, and work with someone like Kyle who can really help you make that happen. So again, thank you for coming on, Kyle. Really appreciate it. It's good to have you back on the show. Thank you so much.